Welcome back. It's Jokerman Podcast. I'm Evan. I'm Ian. And today as we continue our exploration into the life and times and work of one Brian Eno, uh, we're joined by another fantastic guest, a man who has worked with the man very recently. It's Alexis Taylor from Hot Ship. Alexis, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, hi. Thanks for having me on the show. Please, the pleasure is all ours. Uh, we've convened here today ostensibly to talk about Probably the masterpiece of all of the you know records, at least the the most uh, recognized masterpiece. Another green world, but uh, but before we get there, uh, we just gotta we gotta jump right into it. You dropped a line in the sand with Brian uh, very recently. What can you just tell us how that came about? What it was like working with the man, the myth, the legend in the studio? Yeah, sure. Um, that came about because. As a band, we were invited to go to a climate change and the music industry kind of talk or not really a conference, just a, a, a chance to to exchange ideas um, that lots of people in the music industry were invited to at Brian Eno's studio in Notting Hill. And only I could make it from the band. I think, in fact, it was the last day only a matter of hours before we mastered our latest record but i thought it was worth going to this to to be part of that conversation and i hoped the others would come with me but at the last minute they all kind of said let we need to just stay and make sure the mixes are the right mixes being sent off for, for mastering which is of course important <laughs> so i went on my own and it was really casual I kind of felt like I was walking into something, a conference that had been going on for a while and I, I felt like I was late for it and I had to find a seat and the only person who offered me his seat was Brian Eno. <laughs> so um, it was a bit of a strange way to to kind of enter and, and meet him. I had met him once before. But um, anyway, yeah, so we I was there for that talk, which was with this um, charity that he runs called Earth Percent and with um, Music Declares Emergency and a few other organisations. The conversation at the end of the, the conference sort of turned to um, how to get musicians involved in releasing tracks for an Earth Percent compilation where all the royalties and all the proceeds from any streaming or any sales of those tracks would go to that charity Earth Percent. Wow. So the the idea was... A fairly new one, which was um, how can musicians think about the future of the planet and can they plan into everything that they record the potential to give away a percentage of either all of their earnings or at least for this Earth Day event, um, just give away all of the proceeds from that track. So we were asked, anyone in the room was asked to, to contribute to this compilation and you know reach out to other people to do the same. And I basically just plucked up the courage to say to Brian Eno, um, shall we make a track together instead of it <laughs> just being 
us separately. Um, and there was a woman who we worked with on that track called Faye Milton, who was part of that same discussion. She works for um, Music Declares Emergency or Music Declares as it's often shortened to. Um, and we'd never worked with her before. So to me, it seemed like a nice idea. If we ask her to play drums and we do something with Brian Eno, a collaboration, then the three of us who are kind of the reason that I was at that conference are then connected together through that track we could make. So it just, it just you know, seemed like a, a good thing to try and do. And obviously, in a way, very opportunistic of me because sure. I've always wanted to work with Brian Eno. <laughs> Well, the track itself is is really great, and it's really actually kind of remarkable in the in the context of what Eno has been doing in the last I don't know thirty years or more. Like, because he's singing on it in a way that is really not something he does much of. Yeah, three minute pop songs with or, you know pop songs, three minute like verse chorus verse you know kind of songs have not been his bread and butter over the last you know three decades at this point. Especially not with that kind of approach, that tone, that like lighthearted sing songy you know thing that we really just when was the last time he did that? Yeah, I mean that's what was so amazing for us was not only were we collaborating with him and kind of writing a song together but also it was one like that like like you described with with his vocals being very much at the forefront and it yeah it was a vocal led song um the way that that came about was owen and i went back to that same studio of his in notting hill to visit him to listen to or to talk about what we could do together and the first thing Brian had suggested to me was, why don't we cover the song Vegetables by the Beach Boy? Oh, wow. <laughs> and I said, that's just amazing because that's a favorite song vegetables. of mine. Yeah. <laughs> the band are, the Beach Boys are, yeah. Uh, and uh, I'd been listening to it again by chance that day when he texted. I'm a big fan of Smile. And, Masterpiece. Uh, you know, it was just a really weird thing that he came out of blue with that. Um, but then Joe said, well, it'd be nicer to make something new, wouldn't it, that, we, mm. that we've written. So Owen and I went to have a kind of meeting with him at his studio. Um, I, I'm aware I'm going to talk for, in so much detail. I'm sorry that I'm not good at pray, uh, being succinct. But there was a train strike and we walked for like an hour and a half Jeez. to get there. It was the only way you could get to where he was. Um, so... Um, then we got there and had some lunch and listened to some ideas he had on his computer. And he had different hard drives with different tracks on them. And it was pretty mind blowing. You know, you're trying to kind of not feel too much like a, a fanboy <laughs> or whatever, but at the same time, you're, you're, you know, you're in that studio and you're looking at the gear around you and you're, wondering about it all but but then he just started with this folder of instrumental tracks which were all really mm -hmm. interesting but they were quite quite kind of apex twin like quite brutal programmed sort of crazy sounding very modern sounding tracks and as good as they were i kept thinking i wonder how we're going to re really kind of turn this into a collaborative song it seems like they're quite sure. obtuse 
in a way. And after after like a while of listening to them, and we started picking favourites of those and making a short list, which you know felt like a a pretty novel thing to be allowed <laughs> to do. Um, I then I then said, you know, do you have any with singing on? And he was, oh yeah, I've got hundreds, like thousands of, of ideas with singing on. So then he opened that folder, started playing us tracks from that folder, and there were lots that were really amazing sounding and reminded me really of the 70s sort of sure. vocal records of his. And it was strange to think these are all just sitting there on a hard drive. Anyway, quite quickly, he played this one, which was a demo called St. Petersburg. Um, although it was played from the computer, he'd recorded that in St. Petersburg on a um, dictaphone, I think in the early 90s, oh, wow. maybe, um, or maybe late 90s. And, and it was uh, Omnichord, you know, the Suzuki Omnichord, yeah, um... do you know that instrument? Like, so a bit like an auto harp, but but electronic. He was accompanying himself with that and singing, and it was on dictaphone, so it had a very kind of lo-fi sound to it. But the song was was very immediate, so we just kind of narrowed it down to that one and and one other track um, to try and work on with him. Um, and then it wasn't long afterwards that we had the session in the studio with him where he met everybody else and Faye Milton, who was drumming, who he already knew, but I mean, we all got together and he brought his Omnichord and wow. he was, you know, he was quite kind of, he was quite funny. Like Joe was saying to him, well, I've got the set, the same model Omnichord as you. And he was like, yes, this is the best one. <laughs> this is definitely the best one. Like we've got all of these features, the other ones before it didn't have other ones after it didn't have, you know, this is the, the unique best one. And so that was quite a nice bonding thing with, with them. And then we just um, we just started to try and work out how we could record a new version of that song, but keep some of the spirit of that demo. And originally, we thought we would drop that demo into the project and just add stuff to it. But I think we wanted to change the tempo or the sure. key, maybe, maybe the key. So we re re-recorded it and used Sketch Cassette plugin to try and make it sound like the the lo-fi demo sure. at the beginning and then it kind of opens up into the more full spectrum of sounds that you hear um but yeah we i co-wrote some of the lyrics with him which was which was nice to be allowed to or invited to do that a pretty kind of surreal thing to do and 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 it was also um i'd say it's mainly his song really that one but but being allowed into it in that way was nice and everybody played on it and uh, he he just seemed in a really good mood during the making of that, so it was a very fun session. 